Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig, and my returning guest is over to you, uh, Frederick. <laughs> I'm Frederick Gable, first year law student at the Bora Alaskan Faculty of Law uh, at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Welcome back, Frederick. I, uh, I wanted to have you back because we were really just getting into some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, your law school is... Uh, different, let's say, from all others, but Ryerson, as far as we both know, I, we, I, I don't know if you did any more research than I did, but I think that those are the only two law schools in the country that allow people to graduate and start or hang out a shingle, technically, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so why don't we, you know, it seemed like we, I thought we had more to discuss. So maybe we'll just uh, remind listeners, remind everybody of what's different about your law school and we'll continue yeah on. so um i'd say right, right away it's kind of not not uh in the center world of where ontario uh tends to think that everything happens um that's my dig at toronto they think <laughs> I'll, that I'll, let are, it I'll let it slide <laughs> um so yeah i mean northern university um and uh kind of new newly founded um and apart from, it's uh, totally separate from main campus, so we're a good little bit from main campus. So when you're on the law school, it just it definitely feels um, totally you're one track minded. You're not trying to dodge uh, undergrads or anything like that. Um, but yeah, and there's also a no articling system, so our students don't have to article at the end of their uh, at the end of their schooling. Um, so you're right after your three years, you can. Uh, write your bar and jump right into it. Yeah, um, and and you also mentioned in the first episode about the focus, the three kind of main focus. Yeah, so yeah, there's three focuses or uh, three kind of mandate areas they call them. Uh, so it's indigenous law, environmental law, and then a small town practitioner. Um, and the small town practitioner kind of mingles in with the, the curriculum that replaces the no articling system, which, which is called the integrated practice curriculum or the IPC for short. Um, but yeah, I think initially the rumor um, was that that Boralaskan was founded on um, kind of formulated after the med school here in the north. Um, so the med school is the Northern Ontario School of Medicine, and they have campuses in Sudbury and Thunder Bay. And the thought that uh, that I think the initial thought that Lake had had was to kind of breed lawyers in the north and to make them stay in the north. And I don't know if that's technically uh, kind of come to fruition for them. I'm not sure what the numbers are of people that that end up staying in the north or how many. I was I was very surprised coming in in first year and or about a month ago um, and. And listening to where people were from, I was expecting I would have a lot more of my fellow Northern Ontarians, but um, that's okay. It brings a diverse aspect. And um, I think a few of them actually are keen to being in a small school and being in the North. And I think a lot of them, uh, a lot of them are surprised with, with what Thunder Bay has to offer and what the school has to offer too. Right. Well, and that was uh, that was the one thing that I really wanted to kind of delve into in the second episode because we, as we say, we didn't really have time in the first. But the idea is that its its focus is on let's say issues that are pertinent to the north, 
and not just northern Ontario, but I guess north northern Canada in general, right? And so, as you say, the idea was to try to encourage people to stay in the north. A little more difficult in law than in medicine, I guess, <laughs> for one thing, because we, you know, when you when you graduate from law, you can just go anywhere and start anywhere, and you're not on. You can it, it's a your private business unless you're working for the government, but you're not being paid by a, a central source or anything like that. So it's a it's hard to keep people in place, but you're right. I It'd be interesting to know whether they've done any research on following the graduates and seeing what happens to them. I would have thought they would tell you that in your first year, what's happening. Yeah, and that a lot of a lot of people have uh, had mentioned that that Lake had, uh, doesn't have uh, very many demographic uh, little info facts on their website about um, kind of how many applicants they got and how many people they accept. So it was kind of a bit of a shot in the dark. But um, back to I guess the last episode I was just listening to back to kind of the personal statements. Um, uh, my personal statement was kind of how do you fit the mold of these mandates um, for Lakehead? So it was, it was kind of relate yourself to one or all or two of these mandates because I think obviously they want people thinking the same way as them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my, you know, my thought thinking was I, I relied heavy on the small town practitioner, right? I'm a, a small town person in the north that wants to kind of stay in the north or um and practice and practicing here and and helping out people and and just kind of access to to legal services is um you know even something like a like a legal clinic in thunder bay was probably huge for the community right um when the, when the law school opened oh so the the there is a clinic now associated with the law mm -hmm. school that started at yeah, the same time as the yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah i i is I'm, I'm not sure if it started at the same time but um, assuming it did probably, or yeah. Assuming it did. Yeah. And what about the, are, are all the faculty live in Thunder Bay and had a practice? Yeah, I Bay, think, or? um, there's kind of a diverse range. I think a lot of people came to Thunder Bay thinking there'd be a new school. And, um, I, there's not a, I, as far as I kind of understand, there's not too many born and bred Thunder Bay professors. Um, but we do. Um, there are some lawyers I understand in upper year courses that that teach um, that teach uh, some more specific courses, but um, all my professors in third year or in first year, sorry, have have uh, have come from uh, various different law schools like uh, Ottawa U or um, my constitutional prof comes from uh, UVic. Okay. Uh, so there's kind of a wide range um, of people that that are teaching us so it'll be really um, interesting to me when the first um grad from lakehead becomes a fact a prof right i don't yeah i, I think i'm not yet. sure if that's happened yet but um, <laughs> definitely would be interesting uh, yeah not yeah. sure how many how many people go to to lakehead thinking that academia is the next step right well and again because of its practical focus that's probably less likely to happen um, yeah. So you might not know this, but a, a typical faculty, a big city like Toronto would be, again, I would say half of the faculty, just a ballpark figure, but half would probably have never practiced like are pure academics. 
and half might have practiced, but not for very long. I'm just wondering if you have any sense. Uh, are there any? Yeah. Those, are there any of those pure theoreticians at Lakehead who? Well, I'm trying to think. I have. Uh, I would say three out of my five profs in first semester of practice before and a few of them have actually practiced for a considerable amount of time okay um so yeah i i mean i i think there's a lot more a lot more in the faculty that have hands-on experience and kind of wake you up to the real world or whatever um <laughs> you know, sometimes we're reading cases and Somebody, one of my pros will say, oh, well, this, does, this, this doesn't happen like this in the real world or something like that, right? <laughs> right. Um, or uh, one of the first weeks, my constitutional prof walked in and said, uh, who here watches Suits? And almost everyone lifted their hand and he said, stop watching that garbage. It's nothing like the real world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Well, So I think they, they kind of know or... Um, what kind of hits home for me is when a prof goes, well, when you guys are lawyers, you must think like this, you must think like that versus a theoretical standpoint and just here's, here's the theory or here's the cases think for yourself. Right. It's always when, when you are lawyers, don't do this or do that. Right. Um, so they're always harping on the kind of, yeah, what the real world, uh, practicalities of what you're learning. It sounds like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost as a, a given, yeah. So, um, so Lakehead, being a new school, relatively new school, I'm wondering, Frederick, what do you what do you sense? Uh, what is what does Lakehead? What does it view itself, or how does it view itself in the kind of pantheon of law schools? Or are are you maybe you don't even know that as being in first year? But I just wondered if you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, I definitely. I don't. I'm. I think my thoughts on it are you know eventually or now they kind of want to stake their claim in the north and be kind of rely on that small school advantages as you would say and um, maybe the maybe the no article system is definitely attraction for future prospective students or maybe it was an attraction with with my classmates i'm not i really um dove into that with them but it'd be interesting to see because i i'm always interested to see kind of what what a law school's reputation is like from the outside looking in like when you're an undergrad and people are saying well i want to go to osgood or i want to go to western i want to go to queens like no one there's no one that's really kind of in your face or saying well i'm going to lakehead or i want to go to lakehead like that is my number one choice so i wonder what the the reputation or kind of the view from the outside looking in um is is on on Lakehead and I and it's kind of an interesting thought to be to kind of think where they where their if their view is going to change within 20 years more people know or they admit more students or they kind of um, maybe change their strategic planning in, a, in five to ten years and readjust or right right um, well I'll, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on that in a sec but when I I'll, I'll just want to ask one question before we get to that is did you do you pay attention to or do your do you know if your colleagues students fellow students pay attention to these law school kind of surveys and rankings that are out there have you ever I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure it definitely I there's probably students that that pay attention to it I know there's um there's some sort of online forum with, of students. My 
partners were telling me about to say, wow, you know, some people just kind of say like, oh, I got into Lakehead with this score and this grades and, but I didn't get admitted to this school or something like right, that. Okay. And it kind of, yeah. it kind of shows, shows students while, well, oh, well, I can have that LSAT score or this LSAT score and apply here or apply there. It's, it's kind of, I don't know with students, it's, it's all a game, I guess. Some people just want to have that kind of prestige of being at a, right. at an older law school, right. I guess. <laughs> older is the best descriptor because it's the truth. Yeah. No, it, uh, this is a really, uh, this is a topic that I, uh, now that you've brought it up, I realize I should have talked about this many episodes ago, the idea of school rankings and the importance or lack thereof of that is, it's a really, yeah, it's a great topic. So my view on this is, of course, new universities don't have the reputation that old universities have because they haven't been around enough, right? You can, it takes a few years to get a reputation. Um, and there are law school rankings. I think McLean's magazine does it, but also there's one other one. Yeah, they do it for undergrad too. Yeah. I I think those things are ludicrous, frankly. I mean, the, the whole the methodology is suspect. The whole idea of how you rank schools is flawed to begin with, in my view. So I don't put much weight on that. Um, and you know, things there's different things you can measure and there's different things that are for uh, might appeal to different people um where you know who has the best faculty in terms of what is, first first of all what does that mean like the, the the professors that publish the most or the professors that are considered the the most brilliant or the or the professors who teach the best or you know are considered to be uh, really great teachers because writing and publishing are very different things from teaching so the bottom line for me is it's kind of a fool's game to try to think about law schools in terms of rankings and yet you know people do it and people kind of yeah <laughs> you know they say oh i went to Osgood. yeah you went to windsor i went to osgood you know i'm it's a better law school i i think that first of all every canadian law school is pretty damn good again compared to say our neighbors to the south where there's some fantastic law schools obviously but then there's a lot of really shady law schools are in canada our our universities not just law schools but universities in general are all kind of really good really good yeah and i think kind of my words of wisdom is to maybe not get caught up in all that well i want to go to a good school that they're all good right um yeah and it really depends on like where you want to live or what you could, what maybe what law you want to practice. Maybe their school just heavily focuses on a certain type of law. um, And the mandates really attracted me to Lakehead and being in a smaller city really attracted me. And I think it, it doesn't matter and to not get caught up in that stuff to just say, well, I'm going to law school or I got into law school. Like it really, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And yeah, You'll, you'll pave your way once you're a lawyer, as, as far as I know, or as far as I think. <laughs> no, no, I, I again, I, I'm with you completely. I, I think, you know, first of all, it it is a good thing that law schools may focus on things, you know, instead of trying to be everything to everybody. In a few short years, you may find that Lakehead is probably, you know, has one of the best reputations in indigenous law let's say for instance because they've decided to focus on that and they have a 
you know, they have a very strong connection to an indigenous community and the, the surroundings. So it, it should help uh, bolster that kind of expertise. You could probably say the same thing for environmental law. So over time, it may develop that. But you may not, if, you, if you're interested in securities law, let's say, you're not, you know, Lakehead is not for you. Um, you yeah, know, there, so, yeah, or... So yeah, that I mean, that becomes important. Yeah. So the you know what what the schools focus on is important, and then yeah, and I, I'm not sure if other schools have kind of set out mandates like this, or um, maybe heavy electives on certain certain things. I I bet you if you did the kind of statistics, I think you know someone something like Osgood would produce more corporate or business lawyers um, than probably any other school right well yeah just being in the heart of toronto that yeah. too has has a big effect on yeah on yes. maybe what law you want to practice right of course or the a, connections you make in law school right and there's a demand there so and you know u of t probably even more than osgood because osgood always prided itself on being a kind of social justice a bit of a radical you know you know law school <laughs> when it when it it, it there was a whole series of universities that formed in the late 60s in Canada, well, and around in the Western world, and they all typically were kind of radical universities, a little bit removed from the the more established universities like U of T that have been around 100 years. That's true to some extent. There is a social, strong social justice element at Osgood, but because of where we are, you're absolutely right. A lot of the students want to, to learn about corporate law and business law and and practice on Bay Street. So we have to, you know, we have to cater to that just because there's a demand. Um, but I, I think your point is, is really well taken. I, I, first of all, I, I, you know, I just think people who even claim that there's a, you know, one law school is better than another. Are, uh, it's just, it's a bit of that lawyer thing. It's the same thing you see in the competitive nature of law students. And <laughs> so <laughs> that'll always yeah, be there. There's a, uh... I was I was just kind of thinking the thought. There's no, um, I guess there's no family legacy with Lakehead yet. There's no uh, my dad, and my grandpa went to Lakehead. That's or, right. But that I'm will, sure there's a bit of that in the yeah. bigger schools. Oh yeah, um, but that will come. It, it'll come in time. Yeah, for sure. My um, one worry though, and you because you alluded to this earlier, you said they're they're they don't seem to be all that forthcoming with stats, or maybe they don't have the info, but. You know, you'd want to know if, let's say, which I'm sure is not true, but it, just for sake of argument, if the graduating first graduating class are still looking for articles, let's say that nobody got a job, or well, I guess no, they don't need jobs. So, so, so let's say to the the no, the parallel to that would be none of them were able to find jobs in firms, so they all had to start their own law practice. That would be terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I met. Um, one of them this summer, just throughout my adventures this summer, and she um, she has opened up on Manitoulin Island, um, where I worked this summer. So she was part of the first graduating class, and okay. um, she's actually doing very quite well with her own small town practice, and is opening a second one. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think more and more it pops up. I'll be on a firm's website, and I'm kind of just looking at different lawyers and seeing where they went to school. And I think more and more I start seeing that they got their JD at Lakehead. Right. Like slow, slowly it's happening, at least in the North. When I look at um, the, kind of the bigger firms in Sudbury and Thunder Bay, um, a lot like, you know, there's the, the numbers are definitely starting to roll in. I right. I think that, and that's great. That is good news. I have to say, if I were an employer in up there in Thunder Bay or, 
or North Bay, whatever. And then uh, I had to choose between a student who went to Lakehead and a student who went to Oscott. I'd probably, I'd, I'd pick the Lakehead student just because I assume they want to be there. And whereas the Osgood student likely will want, leave me in two years time, you know, when something better comes along in Toronto, maybe who, you know, that right. all yeah. other things being equal, that might, that might be a, a factor. So, uh, yeah. And the other thing you also mentioned, and I, I will reiterate is that the Canadian law degrees, you're very employable. Um, and it might take a while to find a job, but it's a really good degree to have. And it, you're not going to, it's, it is going to stand you in good stead over the course. For of sure. Time. I know. I, I when, uh, like I said, my, my brother, my brother, um, ventured off into the medical world and I, um, didn't, <laughs> I, I ventured off into the law school world. I think my dad said, well, I've never met a unemployed lawyer, so at least you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, if, yeah, if, that's, if, it's, a, it's, a, you, you, set yourself up for success for sure to, to be anywhere in Canada. I mean, as, as whatever you can, you can, um, practice in multiple provinces if you wish to, I mean, that's yeah. something yeah. that, that you can do as well. And we, uh, we talked about this in episode one. If, if nothing else, you can become a politician, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's might might be, uh, maybe after I practice for, for a while, I'll throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, no, it's true that it's a very employable degree, and you can do a lot with it. And the skills you learn are are quite, yeah, they're just really good for lots of things. So, uh, great. Well, I think we are. We've canvassed a fair bit now about Lakehead and your your role. Is there anything you want to ask of me to finish things off? Frederick, not that I can, um, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about this today and I think my one question is, uh, and I mean, it's probably depends on who you are, or what the professor is, but I would say, what is your, uh, what is your pet peeve as a law prof that students do that, that really just gets you going? <laughs> oh man. I, I, I don't know if I can be too truthful on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess my, and this would not be, this, this would not be a surprise to some of my colleagues. I, I do think it's a pet peeve in my, when I teach an upper year class and there's, there are a lot of students that I think are just kind of mailing it in, right? They don't really do their readings they know the they know the the they know they can get a B basically uh, without doing a whole lot of work, probably because they have some kind of native intelligence that you know stand stand them in good stead for their first year and second year. So they really don't care too much. I I really I just wish people were more keen to learn throughout their three years as opposed to just. Uh, well, I see this, as I say, just wanting to get the degree and get it over with. Um, but there's not much you can do about that because I'm not, I'm a pretty lenient instructor. I mean, some of my colleagues will try to force the issue, uh, you know, have participate, you have, well, as you mentioned, Socratic methods or you force participation marks. I do a bit of that. But I'm again, I'm pretty easy in my grading for that. So it could be partly my own problem. I, I <laughs> but I, I, I think there is a sense in law school that it, you just get jaded. So it's a pet peeve. But I realize that you know it's partly my 
problem. It's partly structural because we could make things different, right, in law school. Um, but it's also partly some students just want to get by, don't care about grades anymore. Right. right. So that, that was a fairly long answer to, it was a good question though. Uh, I did, and that was my pet peeve that I can reveal publicly on a podcast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's uh, students listening. So, <laughs> so you're not, you're not going to be one of those too students. much. Yeah. Yes. You're not going to be one of those students, right? You're going to be. No, teen. no. <laughs> teen for three years. The, the, uh, kind of the senior or the uh, fourth year as they call it in undergrad the fourth year just kind of yeah forget yeah, it's, about it's it it's true it's the same in undergrad i wonder senioritis though, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> but i wonder if at a place like lakehead that won't happen because in your third year you've got you've got to do stuff right you've got to mm -hmm. show uh you'll probably have lots of kind of exercises and things that you have to complete and you won't be able to mail it in maybe yeah yeah. I'm not sure. All right. Well, thanks again, Frederick, for uh, staying twice or, or talking to me twice. That was uh, very informative. And uh, pass along to any of your colleagues if they want to join in one day, if they listen to this thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure I will uh, pass it along once uh, the episodes come out. I will let you know when they're coming. So thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm glad that I could uh, talk about a little bit about um, a different aspect of Ontario law. Yeah.